friends. Thank you for tuning in to Badass Unscripted. I got a good one for you this week. The pride that comes from creating more output, although that doesn't necessarily mean expending more effort than anyone else that you know, is a big part of being badass. Knowing that you can put out more stuff while using less energy, burning yourself out less, and handling it all like a boss. That's where I want you to get to. Think of this as yet another distinction. When you work with clients who feel that everything they do is a great big Herculean lift, that everything is ultra complicated, that everything takes a lot of time, a lot of focus, and a lot of energy, when you can show them a different way, using our agile tricks and sticks, then it's almost mindset shattering. When you simply show them, hey, I can do what you think takes a week in 10 minutes. At first, the concept sounds a little bit arrogant, a little bit brash, and it sounds like an invitation for more doubt. Because when you say it that way, people won't believe you. But when you show them, if you can actually help them create the skeleton or framework of a deliverable or a piece or a feature, when you can draw it out on a whiteboard or a napkin, when you can give them a document draft, when you can propose solutions for them that they hadn't thought of before, when you can help them garner resources, bring people together, or do one of my famous four, automate, delegate, integrate, or eliminate, in order to simplify the battlefield and create results sooner, you absolutely have a chance to blow them away because you're showing them how easy it is to produce 10, 20, or 100 times more stuff, more value, more things that they can bring to the market than what they previously thought was reasonable. Because remember, their experiences of the past create a certain mindset, and that mindset is very firm. It's etched in stone. But all you have to do is show them a different experience, deliver them something that they're not used to seeing, and show them where the tweak is, show them what you did differently, show them how you think and how you work. Demonstrate by example the courage and the boldness and the certainty of creating that first failure draft, that first thing that might not work, but at least it sets in motion the attitude, the spirit, of constantly generating new ideas, new solutions, new prototypes, new experiments that can help them do the most important thing, get them off their seats. See, that's the real important problem. I always talk about leaping or moving. The world needs your art. It turns out that the things we create, if you really look around, go look around your team, your office, your crew, your culture, and ask yourself, how often do we produce done valuable things? When you look at those done valuable things, were they really, really complex? Were they really hard to execute on? Or were they hard to orchestrate because of the complexity and the rules that we built? Were they hard to move because of the fear, the uncertainty, the lack of trust, the lack of autonomy, the lack of engagement, all of those things that plague cultures? Is that why things take as long as they do? If you look really carefully, the answer is probably yes. In fact, the chances are excellent that whatever you're proposing to do, whatever you're trying to build, has already been built somewhere before. 
maybe in your own organization, maybe somewhere else, maybe there's something commercially available that you could buy, steal, or copy that would help you solve this problem in one-tenth of the time. There are very few new problems. The ones that we tend to spend the most time on are the ones that we keep bumping into over and over, and we haven't found a solution to how to do it better because we believe no such solution exists. Isn't that true? I think that much of the job of the scrum master or coach or product owner, even though this feels like breaking a fundamental agile law, is to show people the possibility. And sometimes to show the possibility, you have to show them how an agilist works and thinks. You have to put proposals in front of them. You have to suggest things. You have to bring the ideas. You have to be the first to go. Over time, they're gonna learn how to be ideators. They're gonna learn how to turn into productivity machines. But if they've never seen it done before, I don't think it's a sin to hold their hand the first time, to walk them through it to demonstrate with real experiences what this could look like. Sometimes as coaches and leaders of any type, we want people to find their own way. We don't want to pave the path for them. We don't want to do the work for them. But every once in a while, they need inspiration. Giving them certainty, giving them courage and ambition often rests in seeing it done so incredibly well that it blows open new doors. It's like the four minute mile. Once one person has done it, the aha moment sets in and it becomes possible because we know it's been done. That's where you can add value to your teams. That's what real coaching looks like. So don't hesitate to show them. If we were not a 10,000 person organization or a 50,000 person organization, if we were a small group of entrepreneurs and we had to get this done, we had to release this, we had to build this in one week, what would we do differently so that it doesn't take us a year? It's that question, what if? Change the playing field, change a dimension, shorten the timeline, open up the possibilities, copy, compare, steal, all of those things will help you stir up the pot, break open people's innovation by breaking down those habits and practices, belief systems, and letting them build it up from new again. That's an important part of our job. Guys, I hope this helped you. You can reach out at badassagile.com. You can find me on Instagram at badassagile and on Twitter at badass underscore agile. I look forward to seeing you next time. And until then, stay badass. Badass.